Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Ben Solak, kind of solo, not really. Have a couple guest spots for you guys. The reason is is that I'm I'm priming the supplemental draft today. A week from today, Wednesday, it will be July 10th. Uh, the supplemental draft is a really interesting aspect of draft coverage, oft forgotten, but with some gems, of course, in the past, Chris Carter. If you want to call Terrell Pryor a gem, he was there. Sam Beal and Adonis Alexander, the two significant players who came out in last year's supplemental draft. And we might have two again drafted this year. Four in two years would be an astonishingly good number for the supplemental draft. Of course, this is our off week between summer scouting here on the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Last month, it was all offense. This upcoming month, it will be all defense as Trevor and I both return to our regular work schedules on Monday, but with today, the last day before my vacation and, and the last day of Trevor's vacation as he comes back from Paris and the Women's World Cup, I wanted to give you guys a quick featurette on the supplemental drafts. For those of you who don't know, every summer, the supplemental draft is held for those players who were eligible for the 2019 NFL Draft decided not to come out, but then in the meantime, in the period between, have learned that their eligibility for the 2019 college football season is in jeopardy. And even sometimes before the the actual 2019 NFL draft, if they don't get in by the deadline, if there's not enough time for them to, to prepare, they'll come in for the supplemental draft. I brought up guys like Chris Carter, like Terrell Pryor, like a, a Sam Beal and Adonis Alexander. Another fantastic example that people bring up is a Josh Gordon. These were all players who entered the supplemental draft and at least had a stint in the NFL, if not more uh, in the case of some of these guys, through the supplemental draft. Now, why do you lose your eligibility for the upcoming college season. Typically, there's two reasons. Uh, They can be academic or they can be disciplinary. The two potential selections that I alluded to in the beginning of this podcast are Marcus Sims, the wide receiver out of West Virginia, and Jalen Thompson, the safety out of Washington. We'll talk about Jalen Thompson first with Jonah Tolls, who you heard on the Monday show. And Marcus Sims we'll discuss with Brad Kelly, the wide receiver expert at the Draft Network at the end of the show. Both are in situations of disciplinary eligibility questions from Marcus Sims two DUIs and a marijuana possession he's been charged with now and he's always had troubles kind of with the coaching staff at West Virginia of course it is a new staff there with Neil Brown and as the head coach and Dana Holgerson in Houston uh, and then Jalen Thompson had an over-the-counter supplement and so his eligibility for 2019 was in jeopardy both of these coming by the way from Dane Brugge of The Athletic in his supplemental draft primer. There are three other players that I know of who are entering the supplemental draft, including Shaim Cullen, the linebacker out of Syracuse, St. Francis defensive back Brian Perry, and finally a Juco player and once Texas recruit in Devon Ray Clarington. Devon Ray Clarington. Clarington was a 2015 Texas recruit, the Charlie Strong class. He ended up never sticking at Texas due to academic ineligibility. A lot of players of Charlie Strong's recruiting did not end up sticking at Texas, as we well know. Uh, he bounced around the JUCO ranks before now entering the 2019 supplemental draft. For Shaim Cullen, he was a four-game starter uh, for the Orange last year at linebacker. He's contributed on special teams now for pretty much all three seasons, freshman, 20. 16, sophomore 2017, and as a junior. So he has that background going for him, but the lack of starting is a question. I would have liked to have seen him in a starting role in 2019. And then the St. Francis defensive back, Brian Perry, who started nine games last year for the St. Francis Saints with a total of 24 tackles and three pass breakups. So not necessarily a strong class there for uh, Brian and for a guy like Devon Ray, but 
If you fail to be selected in the 2019 supplemental draft, which we expect for these three, then you are a free agent and you can sign with a team before camp. And so we'll see what happens with these, these three players if they're able to stick on, on a camp squad. However, as I said, Marcus Sims and Jalen Thompson, they're going to be the focus for our potential 2019 supplemental draft picks. After the break, we'll bring in Jonah Tolls to discuss Jalen Thompson, the Washington State safety. Next up on the supplemental draft primer is Washington State safety Jalen Thompson, who Ian Rappaport actually was the one who announced that Thompson was going to be entering the supplemental draft a few days ago. Thompson was a freshman All-American during his first season at his first season at Washington State. He was a potential guy to come out even last year. There is a report up for him on the uh, on the draftnetwork.com written uh, by yours truly. Jalen Thompson is a player that uh, I actually talked with our analysts about. I think coming into the 2018 season, we were getting ready for him potentially coming out, and we wanted to be primed for him. I have Jonah Tolls back. He was on our Monday episode. He's paid attention to Dylan Thompson before. I think has been a fan since his freshman year. So, Jonah, welcome back. Thanks for helping us out on the supplemental episode. Jalen Thompson, tell me about what he first caught your eye and what you like about his film. Well, I know you know about Jalen Thompson. You're the one who asked me about Jalen Thompson a couple of years ago. Is that right? I couldn't <laughs> That's remember. Exactly right. It, uh, it, it's, I was touting his name. And you're like, tell me about this Jalen Thompson kid. Yeah, this is a guy that I really like. I mean, you look, I think his 2017 is better than his 2018. I think we showed two years ago is better than we showed last year. Um, but at the same time, this is a very versatile defensive back. And obviously, you saw Sam Beal get drafted high last year in the draft. I think you're going to see the same sort of scenario with Jalen Thompson here. I think this came, I think this came out of nowhere for some NFL teams. And I, I don't know if they kind of expect this, but this is a guy that is, has real talent. He has a real shot to get drafted with a day two pick in the supplemental draft. Um, I, he, so we look at his game. Think of a guy like LaMarcus Joyner, right? Where he can play, you know, deep safety. He can play in the box. He can play in the nickel. He can kind of play all three. He's a little bigger than Joyner, but at the same time, look at the skill set. Look at it in a vacuum, and look what he does. Jalen Thompson's going to provide those same sort of things. Now he's built like a corner. He's not. He's not. You know, that 200, you know, 15 pound safety where he can come in the box and you know hit people downhill. He's more. He's a good tackler, but at the same time, he's only like 195, 200 pounds. He's not a big dude. So I, I think you got to look at him in like kind of a Marcus Joyner role. He can play in the slot. Can play deep. But don't really count on him to be a big-time box guy yet. Um, but I love his ability to man coverage. I think he has a really good you know, knack for you know, playing in the slot. I think he has a good natural feel for that. You don't see him playing deep too much at Washington State, but when he does, he shows in flashes that he can really excel there as well. Um, I really like Jalen Thompson. I think he could really fit in, in today's NFL as a nickel. I think in today's NFL, you're seeing a lot more safeties play the nickel as opposed to corners because yeah. they have that ability to play against the run as well. Because in today's NFL, that nickel spot, you know, the run defense is so important, so undervalued in today's NFL as well. So I think Jalen Thompson fits the role as a nickel, and I think he can play, you know, deep as well. So I'm a big fan of Jalen Thompson. I'd love to see your, hear your thoughts on Thompson as well. So I know you have some thoughts because I know you covered the Pac-12 last year. Yeah, and you said, like, you know, we're putting safeties over slots because they have the ability to fill down against the run, and I agree with you. But you also said Thompson looks like a corner, and brother, when he comes up to tackle, he plays like a corner, if you ask me. He can be picky, uh, and I don't think that he's necessarily super physical. I don't think that he arrives with good uh, hitting power. I think he arrives to the contact point upright. Uh, I don't really think he brings his feet with him, and so I would love to have seen him be a better tackler in run support and even coming up to, to fill in his responsibilities. And like you said, Thompson is safety, but because of how Washington State's playing defense, he's in the overhang a lot, 
over number two, over number three, with often like a deep yep. quarters responsibility, right? He didn't even get like a ton of short zone looks, even though he was up near the line of scrimmage. And so he's filling down against like bubble screens and against, you know, quick option plays. And he's filling that overhang role. And I just wish I saw more from him coming downhill and filling as a run defender, because now I've got a guy with an outside corner slash maybe a free safety frame who all a lot of the film I have of him is in a strong safety box overhang role. And I'm like, all right, how do I fit him? You know what I mean? How exactly do I yeah. get this guy out on the field early? And what does he give me in that responsibility? Now, if you go and you check out my my player profile, which is just the draftnetwork.com slash player slash Jalen Thompson, you'll see that at the end of even his cons list, I just have the sentence as it stands. Man coverage ability alone makes him a worthy prospect, right? Like yes. if we have a guy who's just he's he's strong and off coverage, he's effective in the slot, five yards off the ball, reading, matching, and closing. Then all right, like you know he's one hundred percent draftable. You said potential day two. I think with the way this the, the supplemental draft typically goes, I think teams are more cautious. So so day three is what I would expect the pick for him to be. But certainly this is a guy that that listen if you can stick. Slots and man coverage, you matter. We need you. We need more bodies like you. And that's why I think that Thompson can be a valuable day three pick for that regard. You have to have a plan with him. You got to figure yeah. out how he's best going to fit. That's the trickiest thing. He's a tough riddle right now. Yeah, I, I think I think you might be right in terms of the day three value. Like In terms of what I would probably grade him as, I, if he came out of this past year, I'd probably give him around a third or fourth round grade. Just mm-hmm. because you don't see him, like I said, in that deep safety role enough. When he, he does – when he's there, he plays deep. He shows that kind of flash of value. But the fact that he doesn't have much experience back there kind of gives you pause. Uh, and again, like you said, you know, that cornerback free safety frame. I think it's important for us to kind of distinguish, you know, the positions now. Because I think when you carry Jalen Thompson to the safety and you see always oh, 195, wherever it is, like, oh, he's slide a frame. I want to characterize him just as a nickel. It's like, you know, he's a mix right. of corner safety, you know, so you don't box him into those safety kind of narratives, those safety, you know, kind of molds. I think he's a nickel. Day, I think his day one starter at nickel, if he's put in that kind of situation, if his man coverage ability, I think he's a better tackler than you give him credit for. I don't think he's physical, but I think he gets I think he gets guys to the ground. And for me, that's all I want from a nickel or a corner. If you can do sure. your job, that's all I care. That's all I ask for. I think he takes good angles. Um, but to me, Jalen Thompson, if he goes in the third or fourth round, I think the team has a starting nickel. And I think that's where I think that's when you look at the teams who are going to target him like that, look for teams who need a slot guy like that. And I think um, – yeah. I think he has that kind of upside to be a starter in this league. Yeah, like I said, man, if you can cover, if you can man cover, I'm interested. We'll figure exactly. out the rest of it later, right? If you can stick a guy in, man, that's good. Jonah, thank you so much. That's our primer on Jonah Tolls. We're wrapping it up with the last supplemental draft guy of interest. That is wide receiver Marcus Sims out of West Virginia. He's after the break. Joining us now to talk about Marcus Sims, the wide receiver out of West Virginia, the first of our two focal points here for the supplemental draft preparatory episode is Brad Kelly of the Draft Network. Marcus Sims, of course, a wide receiver at West Virginia. Well, Brad Kelly is the wide receiver expert at the Draft Network. Brad, I saw a little bit of Marcus Sims when I was watching Will Greer to prepare for this last 2019 draft cycle. He was a guy who I checked. He was on my, oh, who's this? Who's this uh, WVU wide receiver? Who's this guy, little guy here? Little guy who can move a little bit. You know, I had him on my watch list. So I really liked what I saw from him kind of at the corner of my eye last year. Would have been curious to check for you how much, you know, you potentially think he could have been coming out in 2019. Obviously, now it's the supplemental draft instead of 2020 if he had had that extra year to develop. But off of your film watching, you know he's coming out in the supplemental draft. What did you see of Marcus Sims? 
Yeah, I think you're probably talking about a guy who was a later round pick if he would have had to come out in 2019. But I think he was primed for a big year this year. Uh, West Virginia lost Gary Jennings and David Sills, and they kind of were in his way, I would say, as far as the wide receiver depth chart goes. Also, they were a year older. Actually, Sills was two years older. So he was he was ready for a big season. I think a season where we, we probably would have been talking about him as a mid-round, maybe a third to five-round type of player uh, because he was he was probably going to produce you know through the roof this upcoming season. All right, and so Marcus Sims, in terms of the strengths weaknesses profile, describe to me what type of receiver are we dealing with here. What what what, what role does he fit best at the next level? What is he going to bring to an NFL offense? This is your typical downfield threat type of player, a lot like Kenny Stills. Um, by the way, Kenny Stills, 26 years old. He's been in the league for six years. You know, I don't right. know how annoying that is as a fellow 26 year old. Anyway, uh, that type of mold of player, kind of, he's about six foot 195. We'll likely probably uh, you know level out around 200, but that straight line speed type of threat uh, can can win downfield with his speed. He's a very smooth player, but you see his ball tracking. He's, you see his ability to accelerate to the catch point. Uh, I posted a few clips to Twitter, and you know there'll be a guy in his hip, and then the ball's in the air, and he's just separating away from him as he's tracking the football, which is a really special trait that a guy like Stills has as well. Uh, and that's what really allowed Sims to average just under 17 yards per catch over the last two seasons. So definitely a guy who, who they, they, they like to push the ball downfield to him. It's funny because Kenny, Still, Kenny Stills, to me, is a guy who always – we're talking about David Stills and Kenny Stills, and now I'm thrown off. But <laughs> Kenny Stills is a guy to me who always has been – like, yo, this year, maybe Kenny Stills. Like, this might be it. You know what I mean? But he's, like, been solid. Like, you you, 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 you brought up the the stats. He's been, like, fine. Like, he's, like, fulfilled his role as the deep guy. But Stills, we're kind of always waiting for this breakout sort of a dude. When I watch Marcus Sims, I haven't watched Kenny Stills in a while. I see a better guy with the ball in his hands in terms of the ability to make people right. miss. I think he's elusive. I think he's shifty. Yeah, do you agree there? Definitely. He is. That's that was, I would probably say if he had two dominant traits, it would be the ability to win downfield and then the ability with the ball in his hands. Really, like, slippery kind of runner. So yeah, kind of great, through. great word for it. Right, like, kind of bounce through, like, glide through, like, small small creases, uh, well-balanced. I mean, he was a kick and punt returner. He had, like, 20, 31 kick returns and 23 punt returns in his career. So they obviously want him to get, want to get him the ball in space. Uh, so, yeah, those, if those are two big traits out of Marcus Sims, it's winning downfield, and it's really be able to be that, like, elusive, slippery type of ball carrier. All right, and so Marcus Sims sounds to me we got a, we got a, a, a deep threat. We've got shiftiness. So what do you view him as a slot guy? Do you think he's a Z outside? How is he handling press coverage? What role are we typing him into in terms of an NFL wide receiver? I think he's one of those guys who can play the Z and play the slot, and he's probably going to be tasked with being a little bit half and half in between, um, just because he's he's not necessarily the 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 shiftiest, most acceleration guy out of his breaks as far as underneath routes like. He's not going to run routes like Julian Edelman, and that's fine. He's going to be more of a, of a vertical guy, but I don't think I think that's going to limit him from playing the slot on a full time basis. Uh, but then his ability to I think he can I think he can uh, beat press coverage at a pretty decent clip. Loves to go outside, use his speed in those in those situations. But I think that'll be him fine if we if we end up playing along the boundary a little bit more as well. All right, Brad. So I tell you right now, Marcus Sims in the supplemental draft goes with a fifth round selection. What do you feel? Too pricey or right about right? I think I think that'd be right about right. Usually in the supplemental draft, we're talking about guys the the teams will put in a, a bid maybe a round or two later than they would have taken him, uh, just because there is a little bit more projection with them. And then the supplemental draft for a reason, something happened along the lines. Um, when it comes to Sims, I guess there's there's uh, reports that he violated team rules, so it hasn't been 
uh, you know, released yet, but you know, there might be a little bit there as well. So if we're talking about a fifth round pick. Really, maybe Sims could have been a third or fourth round pick if he had a good season this year. But I feel like a fifth round pick works for the supplemental reason, uh, and that's only really only a mid like a like a mid third day three pick. You're talking about a guy who has a pretty good ceiling for a fifth round. Pick. Mm-hmm. I feel like Arizona, who already has nine thousand wide receivers, is going to throw a supplemental pick at Sims and just really overhaul that group. We'll see. Either way, I mean, it fits in terms of the route tree that he's learned and what he'll be asked to do with Cliff, but. Marcus Sims, thank you, Brad, for giving us the primer on him. I think I like Sims the best of these two players, but we're going to see, obviously, Jalen Thompson and Marcus Sims coming out in the supplemental draft next week. Thank you so much, Brad. Thank you, Jonah. Thank you, everybody, for breaking it down. You keep it locked right here on Locked On NFL Draft.